Hey everybody, welcome to the Talking Church Podcast. My name is Kirk Graham, and I'd love to introduce the host of this podcast as it's the last one of the season or the last one of 2022. Maybe you're listening to this in 2050, uh, but either way, I'd love to introduce to you for the very first time, Pastor Logan Ketterling, our influence pastor who helps oversee network and influence and all things publishing and forward-facing from our church out to the world. And that's how you're hearing this, because of Logan's leadership. Logan, love you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. Thanks for letting me do the intro. Yeah, I've not been introduced before, so it's glad that the last interview of the year, we get to, uh, I get to be introduced. And uh, for those who don't know who just introduced me, Kirk Graham, pastor of local and creative over all of our campuses and ministries uh, locally, which is awesome. Yep, true. You, you enjoying your new role? I am. There, yeah. There. What has just changed in my role is that I'm no longer a campus pastor, and mm. so uh, a central executive pastor uh, overseeing what you just mentioned. And so part part parts of this role I've been doing for uh, the last few years, but the biggest change has probably been feeling a little bit disconnected to the congregation, mm. and so understanding that. Uh, the church that I'm pastoring is really our central staff and our campus pastors as they are frontline trenches to the congregation. Mm-hmm. And I'm also trying to find ways to stay obviously connected to our church, things like uh, midweek ministry and small groups and obviously participating. I, I've got I've got the opportunity to rotate on Sundays and, and be able to be at all of our campuses. Over the last three months, I've been at every single campus worshiping on a weekend and being with those teams and bringing with me uh, a bunch of our central leaders as well. And so that that part of this new role has been a complete joy. It's been mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah. yeah, I know we've talked about that a little bit, how even, it, again, myself having that transition two years ago from front-facing young adult ministry, working with people every day who are know Jesus but don't know what discipleship looks like, and then meeting people who don't know Jesus, who accept Jesus for the first time, yeah. and now being in a, in a position where certainly in our, in our daily life we're interacting with people who are not Christians, but professionally it's working with people all the time. In the network, it's, it's always pastors, and so yep. it's a different frame of mind, and maybe there's people out there who can resonate with that moving into a different role from, oh, I was the youth pastor, and now I'm over next gen, yep. and I'm not the youth pastor anymore, and it's a challenge. And so it's, it's definitely something that we, we weigh, and it's, it's, there's, there's pros and cons to both. Um, but the, the, this topic, what I want to talk about today, and, and the title of this episode is Why Your Staff Meetings Suck. Oh, maybe. Whoa, maybe. Maybe um, they do. Uh, and, and obviously, don't intend to uh, to come at anybody. But but I think this is something. But your team did email us, <laughs> and they uh, they'll be sending you a link to this podcast yeah. uh, as soon as it's published. Yeah, I'm ex- kidding. Exactly. But the reason why I added maybe is obviously there's people out there who have amazing staff meetings, but there there are some that maybe have had staff meetings that they've done them the same way as they've done so many years. And they're just not exciting. People aren't excited about it. I know even at River Valley, we've had those times throughout the years where staff meetings start to get stale or they get very logistical focus or maybe people don't feel the value of them anymore. Even centrally, we've we've shifted some things recently at our central offices, but we're always trying to make staff meetings valuable for people, but also 
not just making them valuable for the managers to get the results done, but to be a development platform. And so yep. from a high level standpoint, can you talk a little bit about some of the changes that you've helped to implement at a campus level and at a central level as to the why? And then I can yep. follow up some questions about the, the actual practice of those meetings. Yep. Uh, really great. And I, I am passionate about this topic. And even recently, what you mentioned is some changes here centrally in how we do our central staff meeting and prayer time, uh, which is kind of another topic for multi-site churches that may have a central facility or maybe their broadcast campus is also where their central staff. What does that look like compared to other campuses? So I think I think we can get into that. I, I think it's a major topic in the church world, how to do a staff meeting. Well, I think any business, it's a topic, how to lead a staff meeting, what to do, what not to do. Um, but I think it's a big topic in the church world because I think to a de, to as a default or as default. Which way do you say it? Um, I'm going to say default. As default, I, I, I default to that. Okay. I'll default to you. Uh, as a default, uh, this is obnoxious already, but it's okay. Uh, normally, staff meeting turns into what went well and what was not good this last weekend. So it's like quick debrief, like, hey, what was good? What was not good this yeah. last weekend? And the drummer um, dropped his drumsticks on the second song. It was really awkward. And, you know, then we we botched that transition from offering to the video. Yep. Yeah. We, we the, the ushers did not have communion ready. And so yeah. we, we passed out gallons of water. Hopefully some good things too, right? Not just, but, it, yeah, but yeah. a lot of times it, it is just like the negative. Uh, yeah, I would say... Um, feedback that I've heard from staff over the years that maybe have have come from different churches and even myself uh, over the history of being here at River Valley, a lot of the feedback is staff meeting can kind of turn into uh, the negative talk about like, here's where we're getting it wrong and here's what's not going right. But then going from that debrief to it, it is what are we doing this weekend? We gotta we gotta come up with some type of plan. Like what's what are we doing this weekend? Do we what are we preaching on? What what's the plan? What are the songs? What's wh- what are we doing this weekend? And at River Valley, we try to solve weekend problems and planning outside of staff meeting. And um, and then then you might say if you're listening, well then what. What is happening during staff meeting? Because that's all we do at staff meeting. I'll say this, just just um, like culturally, at River Valley, we we want to work hard and have fun. And if you come to our monthly all staff meeting, you're gonna you're gonna. There's a lot of uh, intentional development. There's a lot of intentional uh, rubbing shoulders with each other relationally, and. Um, we're going to do spiritual things in a spiritual way. So we're going to worship together. We're going to pray over each other. Um, and we're going to have a lot of fun. And so it's a staff meeting where we celebrate what God's doing in our church. We celebrate each other. It's a lot of laughing. It's a lot of uh, uh, food. I know it's kind of like like a joke, but we will cater in lunch or, or bring in like a snack for breakfast or something like that that makes it an enjoyable atmosphere. And so – a lot of our um, thought process in what we want our campus staff meetings to be is how do we model and mirror what is happening at our all staff meeting, which is 
probably the best expression of our culture is what happens at our all-staff meeting. And hopefully now that we've kind of made these central adjustments, I think as campus staff come uh, twice a year to our central staff meeting, they would say what's happening at our central staff meeting every week uh, and what happens at our all-staff meeting every month we want to model that at our campuses. And mm-hmm. so what is modeled is, hey, we are going to be productive. We're going to have an agenda. We're going to work through th- some things. There's going to be a structure, but we're also going to really enjoy this time together, and it's not going to be a bummer. And so uh, we are not planning our weekend services. Uh, and so to the question, what are we doing? Here's what a staff meeting looks like. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would be great to to make the distinction between a campus staff meeting and yep. then a central, you obviously laid out the the all staff meeting, which is our once a month where all of us to come together. And even for those listening, you know, take it into your context. And so for some people, a campus staff meeting is going to be more what their daily staff meeting with everyone looks like. Maybe it's just one person, a few volunteers or deacons, and this can go through, you know, all different applications. But I also think that there are key components that if you only say, oh, we're a small team, so let's just do the, the campus one. Well, there are components of, of the all staff that you're going to have to implement into the campus one if, if you're only a team of three yep. versus if you're multi-site, you could do something similar to what we do. So really just trying to set up that to say, we're trying to talk about principles here. Yep. We're talking about what we do to be helpful, not necessarily to say this will work in every single context, but it can yep. be adjusted to any context. Yep. In our context, the smallest location might have four or five team members, and then our larger staff meetings at our larger campuses could have uh, 20 staff plus interns, uh, something like that. So I think that that's a fairly wide spectrum of uh, what church staff meeting could look like. And I think all all of those scenarios have an equal opportunity to embody our church culture mm-hmm. um, within staff meeting. And so at staff, um, we we will usually, again, there's nuances to each campus uh, and how that campus pastor would lead. And they do have the freedom and flexibility to lead in a way that still accomplishes uh, the culture and what we're trying to value during that time. So um, at a normal staff meeting would be we are going to celebrate what God has done over the weekend. Um, and so a lot of times we'll share wins, uh, and interactions, interactions, kind of a, um, um, uh, kind of a clean cut or corporate word or, or just, it feels goofy. But the point is we would want all of our staff to be thinking at staff meeting when we have this moment, like who did I interact with this last weekend? Cause it's, it's really about people. Um, the, the weekend, I'm, I'm here to minister to the people. And the people are coming. They're here to glorify the name of Jesus. They've come to worship. And so I, I would love for all of our staff to be thinking, did I meet anybody that was new this weekend? That was It was their first weekend. And I'm going to come to staff meeting ready to say, hey, I met this family. They checked their kids in. They enjoyed their experience. I sat next to them or I connected with them after in the lobby. This is where they work. This is something that they're believing God for. They were able to fill out a Connect card, and they'll be at Welcome Home. Uh, I would love for all of our staff to be thinking, I'm I'm here on the weekends not just to do my job in regards to I'm going to lead worship or I'm going to run sound or I'm going to make sure all of our volunteer teams, our serve teams are full. But I'm here to do that job and to 
interact with people. I'm mm-hmm. here to meet people. Um, and so st- in staff meeting, we'll share wins and interactions, new people highlighting, hey, hey this, this uh, serve team leader or coach, they went above and beyond. They solved this problem. This was happening. They were incredible. I connected with them after and just I'm shouting them out. It's just they were awesome. Yeah, so um, already you've really flipped the script of maybe what could be expected in, in another environment that uh, here's what went wrong. Here's the problems too. Hey, here's the non-service related things, but here's the things that were in the middle of everything that yep. were amazing interactions. Yep. Um, moving forward in the staff meeting, I love that we are a part of a church that uh, for those that are on staff that that get paid to do a job, we also get paid to pray. And I, I don't say that flippantly um, because it, it, it can feel goofy, like we get paid to pray. What I mean is we get to spend time out of our 40-hour work week or 45-hour work week um, praying for the needs of our people. And we try not to take that lightly. And every once in a while, as the campus pastor or as the leader, we remind our teams, hey, let's not waste this time and let's not um, be flippant with this time. Let's be diligent in praying for the needs of our people, knowing that God can answer prayer while we're praying. And we we expect there to be answered prayer on Tuesday morning. So that's mm-hmm. usually when our staff meetings are, Tuesday morning. We expect there to be testimonies and praise reports that say, on Tuesday morning at this time, my prayer request was answered. Like, we just believe God's able to do that. We believe mm-hmm. he's able to meet needs while we're praying. And so we take that time seriously. So in all of our staff meetings, we're going to spend time in worship and in prayer. And so um, if it's a larger room of people, um, you could organize. And we, we use it as a platform for uh, some of our intern worship interns, things like that, to be able to lead a song in worship or something like that. Again, not every staff meeting, depending on the size and availability would have worship, but we will definitely play some background music and spend time in prayer, praying over the needs of our church. Yeah, and it makes it it makes it so great too, even on a weekend where you can stand, you're talking about the connect card. And I love how we do this every single week, but on the back of our, you know, information we call it a connect card is prayer and praise. And even just raising that card up and say, every Tuesday, our staff is praying over these things. And yep. and obviously you can say, hey, we are praying over those things, but we all know how it can get caught up in the struffle to, hey, guys, here's the list. I know yep. we didn't have time to do that now. And so having that intentional time to literally tell your congregation, now they're keeping you accountable, but we pray over this every Tuesday as a team. We are all aware of what needs are. Obviously, if there's too many cards, you can split them up or whatever it is. Yep. But I love that that is intentionally a, a part of it rather than just, yeah, I know we need to get to it. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a little bit of like the behind the, behind the scenes process, but our campuses will either pass out the connect cards like that to our staff and you get to pray over just a handful of them, or we'll, we'll actually scan them and send all of them out to the staff. So during that time of prayer, we're reading through those connect cards, praying over those needs mm-hmm. as we're reading them. Um, and, we, and we also spend time praying over just a kind of a random uh generated list of kind of works through the congregation alphabetically. We're praying over these families from A to E today. Um, We're praying over other churches in the community. We're praying over political leaders. We're praying over um, uh, other pastors, some of our missionaries that we support. So um, there's a long list of things to pray for and people to pray for, um, and we'll always spend time in staff meeting praying. So from from that time, uh, usually maybe take a quick break, let everybody kind of regroup, come back together, and it's time for leadership development. And so staff meeting, 
Uh, we're for sure going to meet with God. We're for sure going to pray. We're going to celebrate what God did over the weekend. But also now we're responsible to develop our team, develop our staff. How does your church do leadership development? It's a great question to have to figure out how to answer. One area uh, that we develop our staff is within our staff meeting. And so, again, it's not just planning service. We're going to do that later. We would rather utilize this time to make it as valuable as possible to build into our staff and leaders. And so I love it because it, it, it's it's not just developing the staff, but it's developing the campus pastor or the team member that was asked to bring a 10-minute teaching or something like that. They're being developed by having to put together some thoughts around a subject, uh, around a value, around one of our 32 competencies. We're, we're building into our staff in a strategic way. Um, um, and so it's developing the communicator as much as it's developing our staff that would listen. I'm always an advocate if there's time uh, for Q&A as well, that you have a staff member that brought a teaching, uh, you know, they, they're going to teach for 10 minutes and then we're going to do 10 minutes of que- asking questions and allowing them to respond. It's, it's um, you're valuing them uh, at, at a level. Now I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you questions. You're, you're kind of positioning them as the expert, even though they may not be the expert, but that's an area of a way to develop a person is to put somebody through a Q and a and have them give a response. They might not have, have the answer, but they got to give a response mm-hmm. and it makes it feel a little bit more collaborative. And it also helps you meet the actual needs. Cause Yes, we can talk about um, delegation, let's say, and that was last week's uh, central competency that was taught. Um, We can talk about delegation, but what are the -the on-the-ground needs at this campus in regards to delegation? Hey, here's something I'm working through. How would you process this? Man, that now we're meeting specific needs and we're developing our team in a specific way, not just in a broad leadership topic or something like that. So big fan of bringing those teachings, that value – and then also the Q and A time as well, um, and we'll always we'll always speak life and be able to honor the person that taught. Man, I'm so grateful. Uh, thanks for thanks for teaching today. And you know, sometimes you'll sit in a staff meeting like that, and you'll be thinking like, I've got stuff to do. Um, and I I think we need to train our whole team. Like, this is not a waste of time. Mm-hmm. This is not the non work. And so as soon as you get out of this staff meeting. Now I can get to work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, this is a part of the work. This is a part of what we do. And and the outlook on this should be this is not a waste of our time. We are going to come. It, part of it's like family. Um, and it's it's allowing our staff to be also not just in a leadership development environment, but a spiritual environment. I was thinking about this the other day with um, moving centrally and no longer being a campus pastor and some of the changes we've made, which we can talk about as well uh, if we get there. But I was really thinking the central staff would have the highest um, lean or bent to become uh, like a business place or a marketplace. Mm -hmm. Like this is an organization we're going to, you know, this is this is where the business get done, gets done. And at the campus, that's where the spiritual things happen. And definitely had it on my heart to uh, build staff meetings centrally in a way that central, our central staff need a spiritual environment outside of the weekends that they are working or even mm-hmm. attending church. But there's they are a part of the spiritual work as well, and they need to be ministered to as well. 
We're going to spend time in worship. We're going to pray over the needs of our campuses. Uh, we're going to minister to the central staff as well as at the campuses. We're going to minister to our campus staff. And so I think that that is also what I have in my heart is like it's not a waste of time because it's also this spiritual environment where the Lord is doing work on our in and on our team uh, that is super, super necessary to kind of fight this leaning or this bent of like, this is just a place of business. Mm-hmm. This is like central is the place that it, it's kind of the scary place where that's the policies and the procedures <laughs> and the the legality and the the systems and the, yeah, for sure that that's true. But also it's a spiritual place. Yeah. This is still the church. And so, um, Maybe, maybe that's a little bit more of the heart around uh, staff. I think after the teaching leadership development is when you can get into a little bit of the kind of need to knows for mm-hmm. the campus or for central things that are coming up. You can work through some calendars. Hey, upcoming, we're looking at this, this, this. Hey, there's a meeting later this week about this planning event uh, or event planning. Um, hey, want you to know, want you to be aware of this. Here's a track record I've seen. Uh, I think we need to make these adjustments. So uh, we, we will work through a little bit of an agenda at the end of meeting, uh, and then we'll pray, and then we'll go. So that's kind of a – I try to do it as fast as possible, yeah. but a snapshot of what a yeah, no, could look like. I mean, that's, that's really hopeful, and that's really the the whole point of, of this conversation is to go through that. And then also, you know, I'd, I'd add one thing. I, I, I find myself to, to be caught a little bit in the middle of the – you know, you, you talk about leadership and management, right? It's like – a lot of the the staff meeting is leadership focus. It's leadership development. It's it's vision. It's buy-in. It's excitement. It's obviously the spiritual components to that. Um, but then there's the the people who are bent a little bit more like man- management and maybe come from the management world. And and I think the the thing that will make that time valuable for them is the trust that they have. That later in the week or later in the day or some sometime during their work week, they will have time to assess the pressing needs. And so, can, you know, before we land the plane here, can you talk a little bit about what are those ways that we've built in for people to – obviously, it's great to do a – an exciting staff meeting, a leadership development staff meeting, one that's full of prayer and worship and, and shout outs and wins and interactions. But also there are people who feel the weight of I need to get my job done. And, I, I, and we did have a problem with kids check-in or we, we, the service did have an issue. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that we help people tackle that throughout the week? Maybe some recurring meetings or communication channels that we try to open up so that people who maybe are more that bend or should be more that bend yep. can help accomplish their goals. Yeah, really great. I think um, before I talk about other meetings and rhythms, I, I do think – there's a lot to be solved in in just people solving problems. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, hopefully that's not oversimplifying it. It's saying not everything has to be solved in a meeting. Yes. And that's kind of the point of why we're talking about what we're talking about is because I think there could be a lot of churches out there that try to try to solve every problem in staff meeting and then staff meeting is just – talking about problems and what are we doing this weekend? And we've lost now the opportunity, which we're not going to get back in the areas of leadership development, in building culture, in prayer over our church, which are the bigger rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny to say the smaller rocks would be the yeah. problems. No, it's true. And so it's ordering your life right. I, I would believe that this is good priority in life, uh, but also good priority on staff is we're going to we're gonna order staff right so that the 
smaller rocks, which are the problems, staff, I, I think this way. I am more effective under pressure. I Again, maybe it's the way I'm wired, mm-hmm. and so I understand everybody's different. But if I'm given the most margin and space to solve three problems that really should not take all that time and space, yeah. I could do it in a matter of a couple hours or in a half day or something like that. Um, I'm probably going to spend too much time on those problems. Like yeah. it's probably not the best use of my time. Um, and I, it's definitely probably not the best use of everybody's time in a staff meeting. Yeah. And how often have we been in staff meetings where we get into a back and forth and maybe it's two people, probably and the then two everybody's loudest. Everybody's listening to two yeah. people fight. Yeah. But it's the two well, loudest people who are in disagreement about, you know, whether or not the, we should call the series this or whether or not that color is a good color to use in production or, you know, you can go into as, as minute of a detail as possible, but it's how much time are we wasting versus really it comes down to culture. Do you have a culture that, and you know, some people call it like an open door policy. I don't know that that's really um, what we're talking about, but it's a culture that says, hey, I can come to you with a problem and we can solve that and we'll bring in the right people who can solve that problem. One of the tools we use is Slack. Um, We used to do email. It's crazy when I think that we used to do email, that that was our primary form of communication. I I think the supplement was uh, if email couldn't do it, then we were texting. Texting. And it kind of maybe cross, uh, not, not cross boundaries, but like comfortability of like, Am I working now or is this not? Yeah, How but do you'd only do text certain people even yeah. if you didn't have their phone number. And it, it was just not professional. And so having an instant messaging service, I mean, if you have a team of larger than probably three or four, I'd recommend some sort of tool to where you can communicate effectively, efficiently, creating groups for projects, all of that stuff. I, I mean, there are a lot of people who've already made that move, so they're, they're all nodding their heads in their car right now. But for if you haven't done that, that can replace – I don't know how many meetings or missed emails, certainly. Um, but before we end here, can you talk about some of those meetings? I know we have a service planning meeting. Are there any other meetings that we have that are maybe more uh, rhythmic that we could share or any ones that you'd say, these are, this is what we do in this situation? Yeah, so I think outside of the staff meeting, how do we plan the services uh, in a multi-site environment? A lot of the plan is coming centrally. Hey, this is the series we're in. Here's who's preaching. Here's what the topic is on this weekend, which then will be communicated on Wednesday for all of our worship leaders to be able to get their songs in that might align with that topic or theme. We do a Thursday morning media walkthrough uh, with our creative team centrally that uh, will show, hey, here's all the slides for the weekend. Here's all, all design, design, branding, looks, videos that will play, uh, uh, any seat drop information. All of that has been sent on Wednesday. And to be clear, yep. you're not in all these meetings. The nope. campus pastor is not in all these meetings. Nope. These are the people that need to be there. Yep, and then they somebody from that meeting would then communicate up the line to the campus pastor or to you and Pastor Chris to say, "Hey, here's what you need to know from this meeting." Yep, I don't know that we do this uh, perfectly. I I, th- I think a better way to say it is we probably could grow in uh, just asking the question, "Who needs to be here?" Yeah. Um, that being said, we are so relational and so much like. Uh, family in ministry, like we, we just love who we get to do ministry alongside that some of our meetings could be probably bigger than they need to be. Yeah. Uh, so you're balancing, you're, you're threading this needle or you're balancing uh, the love that we have as a team 
to what's going to make us most effective and who actually needs to be here. So, um, correct. The campus pastor is not in all of those meetings. Um, that Again, that was a multi-site example at a campus or a single-site church. Um, Thursday is a great day. We use Thursdays as that uh, campuses are going through, hey, we have all the information that's coming to us centrally for the weekend. Now let's plan contextually for our campus. If you're a single site church, Thursday's the day to get, hey, worship leader, production person, um, and maybe that's it. Like if it's just a small team, maybe it's just worship and production and you're the lead pastor um, that says, hey, we're going to do a 30-minute call. Sometimes it can be done less than that. We're going to do a 30-minute call and just talk through, hear the details for the weekend, uh, what the message is about, what the songs are. Here's the announcements. Any videos that are going to play, great. Should we preview it together? Okay, let's watch that. Mm-hmm. And everybody good? Anybody have questions? We're good. And so what some – what some churches might do over the course of two hours with all staff and interns and everybody, um, we try to do in less than 30 minutes yeah. um, so that staff meeting could actually be the bigger rocks of prayer, worship, leadership, and all that, things like and that. And it's kind of a joke we say around here, but we, we're like, we do this 52 weeks a year plus Christmas and special services. I mean, we'll have well over 100 services, you know, at, at even like the Apple Valley campus between mm-hmm. events and everything. It's like we do this Every weekend, yep. do we really need to take that much time to go over the nitpicky details versus 15 minutes? Um, what would be maybe your last word of advice when it comes to as people are going into the new year, they're thinking about, do I change my staffing around? Last week, uh, I, I talked to uh, Michaela and Connor about you know calendar planning and, yep. and even better meetings in general, not specifically staff meetings, but just more meetings themselves. Any any kind of final word as we're going into this new year about staff meeting, all staff, anything like that? Yeah, really great. I think uh, the new year is a great time uh, to look at your calendar and make whatever adjustments you feel necessary. I think the best way to phrase like this entire conversation is staff meeting uh, will be the embodiment of your culture. Hmm. So if you're titling this conversation, your staff meeting sucks – um, Maybe it, <laughs> yeah, it it might, and if that's true, if that is true, then I think uh, to the church that's listening, then there might need to be work on your culture. Yeah, whether you like it or not, your staff meeting where you have all of your staff there every single week, whatever that feels like, is the culture of your staff and of your church, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. Staff meeting's horrible, but that's not the culture of our church. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It, it actually is. And so that's why we're so intentional about our weekly staff meeting, that it fully embodies the best of our uh, of the culture of our church and what's in Pastor Rob and Becca's heart uh, for what our church should feel like and, mm-hmm. and how we should live as Christ followers and as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So um, we're, we're trying to be super intentional because it's going to be – it's the culture of our church. Everything flows mm-hmm. out of staff meeting mm-hmm. um, and and trickles through. Uh, just like it, it, it goes from staff, from our all staff to our weekly staff at our campuses um, to our weekend intern rally, weekend team rally, weekend services. Yeah. Like – it, it there is a progression tying all staff and what that looks and feels like to our weekend services. No it's, doubt, it's a fact for for us, and I would say it's a fact 
for any church that's listening is your staff meeting culture is going to be linked directly connected to what your weekend services feel like. Mm-hmm. And that's not because you're planning your weekend services. You, I, I actually think your weekend services will be better if you're not eating up staff weekly staff meeting uh, in a two-hour conversation about how mm-hmm. do we plan this weekend service. Amazing. Well, I've loved this conversation. I know it's going to help a lot of people. I know you've done so much work in helping implement these changes in the staff, and we've seen the the fruit of that. And so thank you on behalf of others, but obviously even myself has been impacted. And uh, thank you again for introducing me on the last interview episode of the year. Do want to let everyone know who's listening that next week I will be sharing a highlight recap over all of what's happened in River Valley Network throughout the year through Talking Church, conference, events, everything. So make sure to check that out next week and uh, obviously have an amazing finish off to your year. But Pastor Kirk, thank you so much. And I will see you. We'll have you back on an episode next year. Yo, love you. Thank you so much. Boom. Sorry, we're a little over. Mm-hmm.